Thank you for joining us for this week's message from the First Christian Church in Great Bend, Kansas. Each week we share thought-provoking and life-changing teachings on topics that are important and relevant to you in your life. We hope that you will be encouraged by our weekly podcast and will tune in regularly. Now let's join the First Christian Church of Great Bend for this week's message. Today is week four of our sermon series called Simply Jesus. And as you all know, what we're doing in this series is learning a very simple paradigm or way of thinking about Jesus that is meant to take all the confusion we've, we've all had when trying to make sense of who Jesus is and in turn what that means for our lives and makes it simple. Or at least as simple as it can be given this crazy world that we live in. So in week one, and to put this series into perspective, we use Jesus' proclamation about who he was and what he came to accomplish in the Gospel of Luke to introduce the Jesus paradigm, which looks like this. How many of you guys have had nightmares about this yet? Anybody? Right? Oh, good, good. It's working. It's working. And basically all this paradigm does is it puts into perspective, generally speaking, that the reason God came into the world was to take the world and our lives as they are in all of their broken and fallenness and to make things right. That's really all that is going on. It's what Jesus came to do. Then in week two and three, to start to see how every part of Jesus' ministry fits into this paradigm, we examine how Jesus, through his healing and exorcisms, along with how he was all about taking the outsiders and making them insiders, was basically all about entering into those specific places where things were not right, and making things right, which he did by healing, setting people free, and giving people their lives back, or by doing what needed to be done in those particular places to make things right. And so today, to continue to build upon how this paradigm helps us to better understand what Jesus' ministry was all about, we are going to be exploring a very strange episode that usually preachers don't touch with a 10-foot pole where Jesus shows us that breaking the rules on occasion is actually the right thing to do. That's not how it's supposed to go, right? Wait a minute, religion is supposed to be about keeping the rules. So what, uh, well, you're just going to have to see, right? And you can boo if you want, and you can disagree if you want to. I don't have it all figured out, but here we go, nonetheless. So, um, let's see, I lost my place now. Now, what you need to understand about the episode that we're going to be exploring today is that these particular events are taking place early on in Jesus' ministry, and he's traveling from village to village in the land of Galilee, proclaiming the kingdom of God and healing people and, and casting out demons and all that stuff. And as a result of all that, Jesus has gathered quite a huge following, which makes sense, right? But at the same time, he has caught the attention of the religious leaders of the day who are now showing up every place he goes to make sure he's not causing any trouble. Or more specifically, to make sure that he's keeping or following the rules. Luke 6, 1 through 5 begins. One Sabbath, while Jesus was going through the grain fields, his disciples plucked some heads of grain, rubbed them in their hands, and ate them. Or as Jesus and those following him are, are traveling from one village to another, it's like he, he did what he needed to do here, and so he's moving to this place. Um, this group, instead of walking along the road, instead has gone through a grain field. And what they do while they're in the grain field is some of the disciples grab some of the grain, the heads of grain, rub them together so they can get to the good stuff, and they eat it. 
which apparently would have not been that big of a deal on any other day except for the Sabbath. But because that day was the Sabbath for the Jewish leaders who were following Jesus at this point, they see this act as breaking God's law, or they see this act of rubbing this together as work, which is a pretty significant sin in their mind, which is why they respond by asking this very loaded question. What, why are you doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? Or why are you breaking the rules? You're supposed to be holy. You're supposed to be religious, but you're breaking these rules. What's going on here? Now, what you need to understand about keeping the Sabbath at that time is that it was not just a suggestion, which is the way we normally interpret it today, but instead was a command that was given in the law of God that forbid working from sundown on Friday evening to sundown on Saturday evening with the consequence for breaking said law being possible excommunication from your people or even death. Or to understand just how serious these Jews were about keeping the Sabbath, let me read to you Numbers 15, 32 through 36, which really puts this into perspective. When the Israelites were in the wilderness, they found a man gathering sticks on the Sabbath day. That's right, they found a guy doing this. Doesn't seem like that big a deal, right? Those who found him gathering sticks brought him to Moses and Aaron and to the whole congregation. They put him in custody because it was not clear what they should do to this man who was picking up sticks. Then the Lord said to Moses, the man shall be put to death. All the congregation shall stone him outside of the camp. So the whole congregation brought him outside the camp and stoned him to death just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Or as you can clearly see, these guys didn't mess around when it came to the Sabbath. This is a big deal. This is a big deal, which means the accusations that are being made towards Jesus' disciples here, this is not just a small disagreement regarding the interpretation of the law. But instead, it is possibly a life or death accusation where the Pharisees are calling out the disciples for breaking a foundational rule of the Jewish law with the punishment for breaking said law being possibly death. And to be honest, the Pharisees have a point if you want to be a literalist about it. Because picking heads of grain and rubbing them together is not that much different from bending down and picking up sticks on the Sabbath day. So how is Jesus going to respond to this particular conundrum? Well, it seems that Jesus, in getting frustrated with these religious leaders who seem to be doing nothing but following him around causing trouble, responds by saying this. And this is where the story gets really interesting, so you might want to lean in a bit. Have you not read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God and took and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for any but the priest to eat, and he gave some to his companions. Did you notice that? He entered the house of God and took and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful to eat, and gave it to his companions. Or what Jesus seems to be doing in response to this 
accusation is to take a moment and to point out to these deeply religious people that within the same law that they claim to follow to the letter, there is actually an example of the great King David breaking the law by eating the bread of the presence. That's right. Jesus points out that in the same book that tells them to follow this letter to the T, there's an example of a man after God's own heart breaking the law. And what Jesus seems to be getting at with this brilliant example is not that it's okay to just ignore the law or just to throw caution to the wind and not follow the law whenever it's needed, but that there are times or rare instances, especially when people are in need, when it's okay and even right to break the rules. And if you're looking for black and white here, you're not going to find black and white here. And if you're looking for black and white in the world, you're not going to find black and white in the world either. It's just not how the world works. Which is what David and his companions did by eating the bread of the presence because they were hungry. Or or in this particular episode, what's going on is King Saul is trying to kill David and his companions. And this is the one place they can stop to get something to eat. And so they did it. And what Jesus' disciples were doing Because they're going from place to place. They're hungry. They needed the energy to make the trip. Even though it's clearly the case that these actions went against the law. So do you guys see it? Any of you guys troubled by it? It's it's a little weird. It feels funny, doesn't it? Well, to help make this clear for you, to help you see the common senseness of what Jesus is doing here. And yes, I just use the word senseness. It works. Let me give you an example of how on occasion in our own lives, breaking the rules is actually the right thing to do. And then how that fits into the Jesus paradigm. It's not sacrilege. It's a good thing. Now, in my opinion, one of the most important foundational laws that God has ever given to us is the fifth commandment which proclaims this, honor your father and mother. Honor your father and mother so it may go well with you. And the reason I believe this law is so important is is not just because I think my girls should listen to me a little more often, although I do think they should, but it's because in most cases, whether kids like it or not, parents are really good or at least better than their children at deciding what's best for them. Or because their kids' lives are more important to them than their own, parents are usually better at making the best decision for their kids. Which in turn is a law that when lived out, not only keeps kids alive during their teenage years, which is no small feat, but a law that provides the foundation needed for parents to raise up incredible human beings or kids that don't end up in being and causing problems, but kids that grow up to be solutions and solve problems which means it's a law that we need to follow to the T on almost every occasion, right? Or kids, for those few kids in here, I want you to look at me. And you're welcome, parents. Honor your mother and father. They have been there, done that, bought the T-shirt, and want what's best for you and love you more than you will ever know, so it is in your best interest to listen to them and do what they say. Children? Can I get an amen from the children? No? All right, parents, you got a little bit to work with on that deal, but I'll let you deal with that yourself. (laughs) 
No, the parents, I know. I know where the parents are at on this deal. I got the parents on that. But even though all of that is true, it is also quite clear that this cannot be an absolute law that is never broken because there are no doubt cases when good parents make bad choices or when bad parents who really don't care make horrible choices, which means sometimes doing the right thing or doing what God's will is not honoring your father and mother. Or to really bring this home from my own experience of being a youth pastor, and these are just some of the examples I have. Kids, if your parents tell you to go out and sell drugs, don't honor them. Kids, if your parents have done something wrong and they are trying to get you to cover up for them so they don't have to deal with that situation or they're trying to use you to get out of trouble, do not honor them. Or if your parents ever put you in a situation where you have to choose between one or the other, do not honor them. And the reason you shouldn't honor your parents in those situations and others is because it really does make things worse. It really does make things worse. And it's not what God wants or wills. If it makes things worse, it's not what God wants or wills. And then how all of this fits into the Jesus paradigm, or better yet, how this paradigm helps us to make sense of the complexity of what Jesus is teaching us here, is that it reveals in most instances, because it's the right thing to do, the law or the rules and regulations that God has given to us are what we should follow because the law is a part of how God takes the world as it is and all of its sin and brokenness and moves it closer to what it's supposed to be. But again, with that being said, what Jesus is trying to get us to see here and if you ever find yourself in that strange, weird circumstances where the rules or people's interpretation of those rules are making things worse, and I don't know if you guys have ever run across this before, but I have on multiple occasions, then the faithful way to respond, which is what the disciples and David did, is by breaking that rule in that circumstance. Because ultimately, what is most important to God are not the rules and regulations in themselves. Those are a means to God's end. No, what's most important to God is that things are made right. Or that our fallen and sinful reality where things are not as they're supposed to be, it's healed, fixed, restored, and most importantly, saved. Or is that God's kingdom comes and his will is done on earth as it is in heaven. Or that is why sometimes it's right to break the rules. And how the Jesus paradigm puts this into perspective. Let us pray. Father, this is a difficult one. Um, truth is, is, we are people who like things black and white. And here you show us that, that sometimes that's not the case. So as the Jesus paradigm puts into perspective, Lord, we pray that you would help us to be a people who are completely and totally devoted to serving you. That we are a people who are completely and totally devoted to causing your kingdom to come and your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven by, all we do, by always doing what's right. And we ask that in this oftentimes gray world 
that you would give us the wisdom to do that. And if we mess up, that you'll give us the grace to repent. It's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. You are invited back next week for another life-changing message from the First Christian Church of Great Bend, Kansas. Please check out our website at www.fccgbk.com. That's fccgbk.com. May you have a blessed week.